0: Welcome to the Deep Work Podcast with Anthony Lucarini. This is episode number six, and today we are joined by another one of my best friends in the world. This is a guy that um, we've had one of the most unique relationships, um, and you'll understand that a little more in a few minutes. He is serving in student ministry out at United City Church in Houston, Texas. Welcome to the Deep Work Podcast, Dan Calhoun. What's up, Dan, dude?
1: Having me. Pumped to be here. Pumped
0: to get you on here, man. So, dude, we uh, we were just talking about this. We have a really funny start to our our friendship and relationship and, and all that good stuff. Why don't you share a little bit from your perspective what that, that's been?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think, uh, man, the first time we met, you were visiting first. And it was like your first Sunday. And I just remember sitting in one of our friend's offices and just like the first thing we connected on was basketball, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, the most important things in our lives. Um, and, uh, and then I went off and did my own thing for a few months and came back and I actually interned for you, which was <laughs> Sorry, interesting. I apologize. for sure. <laughs> and, uh, it was like your first, I mean, maybe your first month here. And, uh, I had gotten back from staying in Oklahoma city for a little bit and, uh, man, the rest is history from there. I and mean, right. that was our first kind of connection together. And, opportunity to do ministry together was interning. That's right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I stepped into, into your stomping grounds. You grew up here in Bluffton, went to low country community church growing up, uh, grew up in the student ministry that I'm now leading, which is funny because that's just crazy. So then I come in and man, again, stepping into, into your space and uh, man, I feel like we just clicked from the beginning, but it was really funny that that first summer uh, when I got here, People thought I was an intern too, because I was 24 at the time. <laughs> yeah. All our other interns are like, you know, right around 20. So I really didn't get much respect that first little while from our students because they were like, dude, you're just an intern. I'm like, no, 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 I'm actually, I'm actually the student pastor here. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was a ton of fun. Dude, I knew nothing back then. And I will admit that I knew nothing about student ministry. I knew like, all right, yeah, come in, create like a philosophy of ministry, you know? Like, all right, I knew how to preach and stuff like that. But I didn't really know, know much of the why behind the what. Um, so I don't know if I taught you anything that summer other than like, Hey, dude, here's how we film a dumb video on an iPhone. And you know, we might post one of these, like, that's all we did. I think all summer really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was such an interesting, uh, I don't even, I don't even want to say introduction to ministry, but it's an interesting (laughs) intern experience because yeah, it was a lot of like the, the fun stuff that you think youth ministry is and and not a lot of the stuff that it really is. Yeah. Sorry. uh, (laughs) It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I had I had some uh, some rude awakenings later on when I realized, oh, I don't just get to have fun and play and, and make. Dude, video. same. Still, that's a lot of uh, a lot of what it is. But you know, um, man, honestly, those that summer laid the groundwork for some of my best work. And so of mm-hmm. just messing around and staff culture for sure, and just hanging out. Yeah. And so it wasn't a waste. That's for sure. Good.
0: Good. I'm really glad to hear that. Cause in my head, I'm thinking like, man, I bet I could have learned more from Dan than he could have learned from me at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, going back to that time, um, dude, we just got to spend a lot of time together. Cause, um, you know, I lived with your brother, you're around all the time. We got to hang out. We, you were one of the guys that man, I was looking for when I moved here where I was like, who's hungry after the Lord, who's young, who's hungry, who is desiring Jesus. And man, that was you. And that is you. Um, and one of the areas as we talk about the deep work this morning, um, man, one area of your life that I emulate that I've always just looked to you've been the example for is is discipline is your um, again, this is all about what are you doing privately that's setting you up for success publicly and man, you were all about the obscurity, you were all about the um, doing things when nobody was looking and building up your character and building up who you were um, and setting those disciplines in place so something I want to talk to you about and talk with our listeners about and share about you is man, you have always just done a great job of owning the morning. So can you talk about just your maybe philosophy behind like, man, here's why I want to get up early, why I want to do stuff in the morning?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it was definitely an interesting you know, journey for me to get to that point. And so before I get like super deep into it. I feel like I need to paint a picture of the way I used to be and then now. So, you know, high school and, and a little bit of the, the college age years, even though I never went to college, I spent, um, most of my life living the, the typical, like stay up till midnight, wake up at 10, you know, and the older I got, the worse it got. And so, you know, I, um, spent a year in Seattle right after high school. And and it was to the point where I was staying up till like 3, 4 a.m. and sleeping until noon. And so just really unhealthy lifestyle, really bad way. And I started to create habits. You know, you think about the thing that, you know, your parents always always tell you about like, you know, nothing good happens after this time. Every parent has their own time. You know, like nothing good happens after, uh, I don't know, with my parents, it was like 10 p.m. maybe. And so you really don't understand or realize how that's true until things have gotten bad. And so
0: Mm.
1: for me, um, in my walk with the Lord and in my journey, I got really far away from any sort of discipline, any sort of spiritual disciplines for that matter. And I just needed a change. And what I have discovered uh, in my own life and what brought me to the point of just pursuing discipline relentlessly was that uh, change always happens when, the, when uh, the cost of staying the same is higher than the cost of it is to change. And so I got to that point where I was just really spiritually unhealthy and a buddy of mine reached out and was like, hey man, God just put you on my heart. Why don't you come out to Oklahoma City and just kind of recenter your life with me and we can work in this ministry together and, and do this. And And so for three months about, I spent in Oklahoma City and while I was there, New Year's hit and uh, I decided that I was going to have a word for I think it was like 2018 maybe 2017 um, and that word was going to be discipline and uh, And I had gotten really intrigued in, in just this whole world of discipline and, and the people who seemed to emulate that the best were guys who were like special forces, Navy SEALs and all this and so that immediately caught my attention and and from then on pursued discipline to where I am now. Um, and just, just always trying to be my best self and conquer the morning. And that, that idea of discipline for me starts in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the journey I got. It, It took me, you know, the Lord took me on from this opposite of discipline to, um, you know, where I am now. And so, my, my thought process then was, man, I need to be a better self. There wasn't a lot of spiritual application there. Um, and I just need to be able to conquer my morning. I need to be as productive as I possibly can. And the whole thinking and idea was simply that, you know, I need to accomplish things. I need to make a name for myself, all this. And, and eventually it turned into this idea that, well, God needs my best first. Um, and so my passion now for, for conquering my morning and, and being my best in the morning is simply this idea of first fruits. And so, and, you know, with our finances, God asks for the first 10%. Um, and so my what I uh, model after that is that God gets my first part of my morning. So in the morning, I wake up super early. Uh, that's something I, I, really, I really try to stick to uh, when everybody else is asleep, when everybody else is just heads in the pillow. They could be doing stuff, but they're not. I want to take advantage of that time. Uh, and I want to make sure that my 24 hours is different than anybody else's. And so yeah. the way I do that is by getting up real early when everybody else is sleeping. And I, the first thing I do is drink a glass of water and get in, get in the work. Um and that's you know over the years has has uh changed my my routine has gone from uber extreme to a little relaxed and and I try to model different things and experiment yeah. and test and repeat you know whatever and so kind of that's that's where I am now, just really trying to give God my everything first thing in the yeah. morning and letting wow. that carry me through my ministry day dude, love that now that's
0: uh I think we can learn a lot from failing <laughs> mm-hmm. um and I think Man, we all, as disciplined as we want to be, there's always those mornings. There's always those times where it's like, yeah, all right, sure. I'm used to getting up at 6.30, but then, dude, I just why is my alarm going off at 8? Like, what just happened? Uh-huh. Um, and you said, you know, there's been experiments. There's been, all right, figuring out what works best, what works best yeah. for each season, which is really important, I think, as well. And maybe we'll touch on that. But um, what have been some of the, just straight up the failures, where, you, like, you've tried doing this discipline in the morning, you've tried getting up at this time, and, all right, nope, that just doesn't yeah. work for me. Yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, and a lot of that goes along with just the season of life that I'm in and also yeah. the season of life that, or, or, or the pace of life that God has kind of graced me for. Hmm. And so starting out early, I uh, what I was doing was I was staying up until, you know, three, four, four or five in the morning and sleeping during the day. And so I just thought, you know, where I'm going to start is I'm just going to flip my schedule. Okay. So I started being really strict about eight hours of sleep. And so I would go to bed at 10 and wake up at six and that worked great for a while. And uh, then it became, you know, an an obsession of mine and uh, God had really graced me for a a pace that was greater than what I was doing. And so I started working that back Um, and I worked it all the way back to three in the morning. And so... For Dude, that's a- not the morning. That's the nighttime.
0: That's <laughs> not three in the morning. That's like, so, no. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> kind of crazy, a little bit unhealthy, but you know, um, you got to make sacrifices, I guess. So I was working out all the way back to 3am and, and crushing that for a little while. And then, you know, your seasons of life change, you know, for example, marriage or having kids yeah. like those things that I've stepped into recently where that is just not a realistic expectation for me to get up at 3am. So, I have experienced a lot of, a lot of struggle in trying to push and make sure that I'm always waking up at 3am and that just doesn't work. And so the best thing I know to do is just be realistic with yourself and be realistic with where you're at and know that like some, some seasons of life you need more rest than others. For example, in the past two years, or le- really less than i i've had two kids yeah. and so um one both kids 11 months apart um and so there's just in the past year and a half or so even though my inner self for sure wants to stick to that 3 a.m., it, you know, it's just not realistic. And so yeah. I would push that and push that and push that and end up in a really unhealthy place where, mm. hey, I'm not getting up at three. I'm getting up at six, seven, eight and ending up angry at myself and 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 annoyed and bothered and, and feeling crappy. Or I can be realistic and honest with myself and say, hey, that's just not going to happen in yeah. this season and so sticking to the the pace that God has graced you for in that season of life is really key for me um, and and keeping those seasons as frustration-free as possible. But but those times come in. So I, I've had to play with that wake-up time throughout my life. And, and sometimes it's 4.30, sometimes it's 5.30. You know, it just depends on what's going on. Right now I'm, I'm in a great spot where I am getting up at 3 and, and just kind of – getting after it and and I uh, really feel a burden for what I'm doing right now in ministry and just want to make yeah. sure that spiritually I'm there I'm prepared and I'm, I'm ready to go um, but you know that can only last so long so that's one thing that I've, that I've toyed with I've messed with you know other things I have tried and and consistently fail at are things like you know disciplines like disciplining your body and and conquering your body and exercise working out and those things that I think I I have high value for, but are some of the hardest things to stay consistent with. Um, And so I've failed often and and finally kind of am getting to where I'm consistent with that. Um, and, uh, you know, what I've just learned is, uh, those things like working out or, you know, maybe, it, maybe for you, it's working out your mind, reading a book mm-hmm. in the morning, maybe yeah. for somebody else it's stretching or, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, those things come and go with the seasons of life that you're in. And, and so yeah. again, I, I keep saying it, feel like a broken record, but just matching the pace that God has graced you for in that season is just so key yeah. and being in tune with that. And the only way that you can be in tune with that is by spending time with God yeah Uh, and for me that's the first thing in the morning so Mm.
0: yeah and i even want to say to that like for all of our listeners who are listening in right now don't feel like you need to just go and straight up tomorrow morning set your alarm for 3 a.m like this is (laughs) not like okay you're not setting your alarm at three you're not spiritual and you're not holy and you're not giving god your first fruits like man i've uh kind of shared my routine with certain students that we have and it's like this one guy's like dude but i'm working like fast food, I'm working until 2am. And then I'm like, dude, no, that's not what you need. You don't need to work, wake up at 630. Like, so right. as we talk about uh, getting up early, let's, let's talk about the importance of a rest. Like, if you're getting up at three, what time are you realistically going to bed? Or yeah, what's your so, sleep
1: schedule look like? Right? So the goal is at the latest that my wife and I would be in bed by 830, which is wow. obviously super early. And so yeah. compared to most people, Um, and so I just push, I I try to push myself to make sure that my nightly routine is as disciplined as my morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's really important. You know, the way you start your day really starts the night before. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, the way I accomplish that is, uh, my phone is set. uh, I've got my bedtime set, um, on my phone and it gives me a 30 minute notification, uh, of, you know, when I need to be in bed. So yeah. if the time is set for 8.30, I'm going to get a notification at eight saying, Hey, it's time to get ready for bed. Yeah. Uh, and so the way that looks for us is we, you know, go to the bathroom, do all, all that stuff and, and, you know, get physically ready for bed, but I'm also getting ready for the next day. Yeah. And so what I'll do is I'll set out all my clothes for the morning, um, out on my kitchen table. Um, and so, uh, that, and my clothes, I mean my workout clothes, and so those things are ready. I'll have my Bible, my journal, and typically a book that I'm reading uh, and going through uh, right next to it. So those things are ready. So I have no excuse to stay in bed um, mm. when I wake up in the morning. The other thing that I do yeah. at night is I set my phone. I used to set it outside of my room where I do my quiet time. Uh, now it's inside of my room because we've got a cockroach problem, which is just not oh, no. <laughs> and uh, so we sleep with all the doors closed. Um, and uh, so my phone stays in the room, but it's away from where I am. So I have to walk towards my door to turn my alarm off. And by that time, I might as well just stay up and, and go yeah. outside. Um, and so, really, the, the morning, my tomorrow starts the night before. And so I've got to yeah. really stay disciplined with making sure that, that I do get to bed on time. And in seasons where you know we need more rest, um, for, for me, that means I need more quality time with my wife or any more mm. quality time with my family. And yeah. so we'll push that bedtime back. But when we push that bedtime back, that means we're pushing that in that Good. morning back. Yeah. And so it, it's rarely a, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, try to get 20 hours of work in today. You know, it's <laughs> just not realistic. So we try to make sure that our, our day is disciplined. So where we don't feel like we've got to do stuff at home and. Where we can have family time and and again yeah. just matching what we need spiritually in that time and and rest for us is spending time together whether that's playing card games reading books together or just watching tv um whatever that is we adjust for what we need spiritually so dude love that
0: so there's a book that uh james clear wrote atomic habits i don't know if you've yeah. read it but you're You're basically following it. And so for everybody listening, go read that book. even if I threw it on um, audiobooks and listened to it in like two or three days because it was just so good and so practical. And one thing that James Clear talks about is presetting your environments, which is exactly what uh, Dan's talking about here, where um, you know your goal may not be waking up early. Your goal may be um, something else. Maybe it's reading a chapter a day. Whatever your goal is, uh, the way that we set goals is by setting ourselves up for success in those goals and making it so easy to start um, the way our, our mind works, like we, we want things to be simple. Anything that gets in the way is going to, um, well, it it's getting it's going to get in the way. Um, if we don't have our Bible out in the morning, if we don't have the alarm set for, for the right time, if we don't, um, have the coffee ready to go, we're going to think about that in the morning. We're going to think about, all right, well, if I get up, I'm going to have to go make coffee. I'm going to have to go find my Bible. I'm going to have to go find the book that I'm going to read. So presetting our environments is so important really just for, starting off the morning, right. Or starting off whatever goal it is that, that we're, um, out to set set after. Um, one thing I also want to talk about, we're talking about seasons. We're talking about, um, just goals really. And something that I've had to learn in marriage and you've been married a little longer than I have got to be in your wedding. How awesome was that? That was like Thank two it. years ago. Um, and it was in November. So that's coming up
1: Yeah, coming up.
0: Man. Um, crazy. Can't believe it's been two years, but, uh, man, where was I going with this? That's right. So what I've learned in marriage is that there's things that I do for myself. I enjoy waking up early. My wife, Liz, does not enjoy waking up as early. She wakes up early, but not as early. How do you, um, how do you and Sarah operate in that where it's like, do you have your routine and she has her routine and, and part of that, uh, you know, mixes with yours or how does that, that work?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's been a, starting out really our first year of marriage, that was definitely just a constant struggle. And so, um, especially with, you know, we, I mean, we had a honeymoon baby and so, uh, she's been pregnant for literally most of our marriage, uh, with the exception of the past, uh, of the past three months, uh, he's been pregnant our entire marriage. So, um, so that has been a a hurdle that we've had to get over and working our routines together and making sure that we're both getting optimal amount of rest and and optimal. We have the right amount of productivity time and, and all that. And so it's been a constant struggle. You know, she was anti getting up early, you know, she wanted to sleep in, she understood like the reason for getting up early and, and you know having enough time to do your quiet time, get ready and go, um, yeah. as opposed to having margin in your morning. And so, mm. um, so it's been it's been something we've had to tackle together for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a long time getting to where we are now. And so, uh, what I learned very early on is just not to project my personal yeah. values onto her. Yeah. Uh, and my personal values are not necessarily <laughs> uh, our family values. And so, um, so for me, uh, you know, I I'm waking up at 3 a.m. right now. She's not going to do that. She's just not. You mean so, you
0: don't make her get up at <laughs> three with you?
1: That's right. So there was a while, really, in our our when we were engaged and early early on in our marriage, where I was like, "You should be getting up with me." You know, we go to bed together, so why don't you just get up with me? And so, uh, so that was a, a constant conversation for a while, and. Uh, really the biggest thing that has helped her get to where she is now is simply by me staying consistent and modeling it uh, for her. And now she's at a place where she's getting up at 530 and and wanting to take that back to five. And so uh, what's unique for her is she does most of the work with the kids at night. Uh, I I have a busy work day and work week and, and she wants to uh, make sure that I'm most ready to, to do what I need to do pastorally. And so she takes a lot of the brunt of the kids waking up in the middle of the night. And so yeah. for, for her to even get to the point of five 30 is just, is just amazing. Like, let me give a little shout out to my wife. Cause she's awesome. Uh, and so, She's at five 30 right now and wanting to, wanting to pull it back to five and kind of playing with her morning routine. But uh, the biggest thing that has helped her get, get to that and get to where she is is simply by me staying consistent, modeling it. Um, And we have found our own, our own personal routines that work really well together. And so uh, I've got my three to five by five, I go to the gym, five 30. She's, she's waking up, having her quiet time. Um, and when I come home from the gym at six, it's, it, or at six thirty seven, uh, it's family time. And so, uh, for us, that's, you know, she's making breakfast. I'm getting the kids up and ready for the day and then I'll go get ready for work. She'll finish breakfast and we come out and have breakfast together. And so we've kind of found a, a really great balance of, of our morning routines. And, and making sure that it works best for both of us uh yeah. physically spiritually emotionally and so all of those things but it took a long time together <laughs> I and mean, it's taken yeah. almost two <laughs> two years <laughs> to to find that balance and again you know just being able to adjust for the season that we're in you know especially yeah. with her pregnant you know that yeah. just takes a different kind of toll mm. uh, so different expectation is put on on her in, in those seasons and And, you know, now she's, we're at a great, a great spot together where we've got an awesome morning routine that Mm. crosses, uh, my morning routine crosses with hers. And it's just, it's perfect.
0: Dude, I love that. Just the way that, that your family is operating under your leadership, the way that you are uh, just leading your family. And man, it sounds like you are not only leading yourself well, but also looking out for um, just, just to make sure that Sarah is is thriving and the kids are getting the attention they need and everything's happening the way it needs to. And a lot of that, it sounds like is coming out of that first fruits. Um, So I think that's awesome. This, I think this has been so practical. I mean, you know, preset your environments, you know, definitely get enough sleep so that you can have that, that time in the morning, those first roots, man, some of this has been just, just so good. I think this is going to be so great for so many people. Um, man, as we continue to move into just the practical, man, put me on, what is it that uh, has been, that's had your attention recently, whether it be books, podcasts, sermons, um, anything, what is it that, that is just fueling you right now?
1: Yeah, for sure. So right now, you know, reading is obviously a big discipline that I try to uh, just, just always go after. And so I'm always trying to read something. That's something uh, that uh, my bosses at work try to uh, instill in us and that we should always be willing to learn and always be a learner. And so, um, what I've been in recently is this book called Empowering Leadership and it's all about, it's answering the culture question and, and, Talking about building a culture in a church and so that has really helped me uh, not only give me passion and fuel me for you know my wake up time at 3am, but it also uh, fuels me and pushes me further and further uh, to make sure that my time at work and the time I put into building a culture in our youth ministry uh, is worthwhile. Um, and so that's been a really awesome book that I've been reading. Uh, I always try to read and listen to something at the same time. Uh, and so I'm listening Hmm. to a ton of of two different things. I'm listening to a book. Um, and the name of it is escaping me on audible, but it's just all about healthy living. And, and, uh, and, um, it's about, uh, five pillars of your life and, and, all of them revolving around what you put into your body mm. and how you can get most out of your body. And I get real nerdy with that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I need to go there, But, uh, and then I'm also listening to a podcast called battle ready. Uh, one of the guys that I really try to, uh, model my ministry after is a guy named Erwin McManus and, mm. and just, it's him and his son. and They're talking about real, uh, honestly, real big issues like, like voting your faith, for example, mm. which, Totally totally polarizing topic right now and, and just stuff like that and, and being able to, what I really love about him and his podcast is he's really able to uh, hold the values that we find in the Bible and, and the values that Jesus gives us and, and puts upon our lives. He's able to hold those values high um, and talk about it in a way where a lost person would understand and would yeah. catch yeah. the vision. Uh, and so that's a big deal, a big deal for me and and for our youth ministry, for our church and this idea of lost people matter and being able to, uh, win them to the faith without, you know, being obnoxious (laughs) (laughs) and being able to be friends with people who, who are lost, who don't think the same way. And so that's something that I've really been listening to, to kind of open up my, my mind and my worldview, you know, they do ministry in, in California in a super un, unchurched area. And so they're always around lost people around people who think totally opposite of the Bible. Uh, and so being able to handle ourselves around those kind of people is, is, uh, paramount. So wow. those are some things that I've been, uh, I've been on lately and have been really helping me in my own development.
0: Dude. Love that. And for that book, the audible one that you couldn't remember the title, text that to me and we're going to throw yeah, that absolutely. in the show notes. Um, that way. Yeah. Cause we'd love to just put everybody onto the resources that you're on. I love this, this session, this section, um, of the podcast because selfishly, because I think it helps a lot of people. I think it gives yeah. a lot of different resources that are sometimes off the grid where it's like, there's been some podcasts and books that have been mentioned on here where I'm like, I've never yeah. heard of this person. I've never heard of this thing. Mm-hmm. And I love Irwin Erwin McManus, but did not know about this podcast. So selfishly, yeah. I'm going to probably jump on that today. So uh, yeah. thank you for that, dude. But Dan, man, I just, I love the way you live your life. I love the way that you lead your family, the way that you lead yourself, the way that you, um, have found a way to discipline yourself, the way that your motivation behind disciplining yourself, man. Um, I could not be more proud of you. It's been, um, so much fun for me, watching you grow, watching you learn, watching you, um, really just seek after the Lord the the entire way. Um, it wasn't just a, you go from, from my internship or internship with me into this position that you're in right now. It's been, um, the long hours of working jobs you didn't always enjoy and, um, yeah. you know, stepping into internships and doing residencies and, you know, leading in unpaid positions. And now, man, my prayer for you is just that you would use that for motivation on the days where, where ministry gets hard. Um, I know for myself, that's been, been huge for me, um, where I can look back to, you know, we didn't always have what we have right now. We are in, each in positions of ministry where, um, man, God is just good. Um, so dude, I, I couldn't be more proud of you. Love you, dude. Thank you so much for, for jumping on today.
1: Heck yeah. So much fun. So much fun. I love the vision of deep work and, and uh, your passion behind it, man, and just your belief that you know you can never out-teach or out-preach your prayer life. And so mm. you embody that so well, and uh, you'll only go as far publicly as you're, as you're willing to go Privately. And so, man, you embody that in every sense. And so it's mm. awesome. And I'm honored to be on this podcast, big time. Mm. Thanks so much, man. Well, I just want to say thank you
0: for joining us today on the Deep Work Podcast. For any links, show notes, audible books, Dan, Dan mentioned, any resources like that, go ahead and check my Instagram page in the bio. We're going to have all the show notes in there. My Instagram page, Anthony Lucarini, same name as that's on the title of this. If you need help spelling, it's right there. And I'm going to tag Dan on my Instagram. That way you can go follow him. Believe me, he is somebody worth following. And lastly, of course, if you're enjoying the Deep Work Podcast, it would help us out big time to rate, subscribe, share, throw some comments down there. Um, And we'll see you next Monday for our next episode of the Deep Work Podcast.